Hi friends, Mercedes here, and I'm going to talk to you guys about an awesome, rad, much needed company called Sheltered Co. Sheltered Co. was created by a mother for her autistic daughter. It's crocheted by hand in Los Angeles with dead stock fabric with no added fillers. This is a weighted blanket that helps children and adults regulate their body from stresses of everyday life. It also helps with better sleep and you guys, it's gorgeous to look at and will make any room in your home look cozier and more comfortable. Please, if you're in the market for a weighted blanket and even if you're not, but you need better sleep and to regulate your body or your child's body, please head over to shelteredco.com. Use the discount code LUCKYFEW15 for 15% off and purchase yourself a beautiful quality blanket. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Lucky Few Podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Micah, Mercedes, and Heather. And today it's just us, just the three of us. We, <laughs> we can, can make, make it, it a And we are just chatting about what we're calling the third way. Ooh. Ooh, What's it going to be, guys? We're just going to leave you hanging (laughs) until we're back after the music. We're so happy you're here for this discussion about all the different approaches to parenting a child with Down syndrome and what it means to use the third way. Thank you for joining us, friends. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We, as I said, we're talking about the third way, which, you know, the third way can really be, there can be a lot of third ways in the world. Um, (laughs) A lot of third ways. My first thought is Richard Rohr. And if you don't know Richard Rohr, just do a quick little Google search. And that's, that's my very first go-to. I'm like, oh, an episode with Richard Rohr. Let's do that. (laughs) I'm in. Welcome, Richard Rohr. It's not. Some of you got real excited. It's not. (laughs) Wish. Sorry to all the progressive Christian spirituals out there. (laughs) Um, So the third way, we're talking about parenting. Believe it or not, we're talking about parenting children with Down syndrome. Oh, okay. That's kind of something we like to talk about around here. So uh, what do you, I, this is just small talk, but uh, what comes to your mind when you think about a third way besides Richard Rohr? Besides Richard Rohr. I feel like that's, always where my home is (laughs) the third way like I try something I always feel like I land in the middle or I land in I don't know I'm excited about this third way conversation because the black and white the box the one um shoe fits all kind of a thing is not my jam so I like I like this this is a conversation I'm excited about yeah, I feel like I'm I'm a third waiter, a third wayer, yeah. a third. Uh, anyway, in a lot of things, like I I love the, I I love the, um, oh what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, do 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 like wellness stuff. Mm, I mm-hmm. um I love 
love. <laughs> if there's not a word, Michael will find a sound. A sound. <laughs> Um, Micah um, May calls it woo woo. Oh yeah, yes. I'm on to that woo woo. That stuff. was that's <laughs> the word I was looking for. Woo woo. I love you know I love the oils. I love yeah. the um, functional nutrition advice. I love myself a chiropractor and an acupuncturist, yes. but I also will take prescription medications. One yeah. million percent. Right. <laughs> I feel like I'm in that third way. Yes. Yeah. Have you guys ever ha- done cupping? I love cupping. Oh, yeah. I haven't, but a lot of people I know who've needed it have Mm -hmm. done it. It's intense. About uh, maybe five years ago, I was going through a bout of insomnia, and I had tried Mm -hmm. all the things, and then I went to an acupuncturist. So I was getting acupuncture done twice a week, and once a week, it would be followed by a cupping and then like Mm -hmm. a cupping massage. Yeah, so amazing. It's amazing. It's intense. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not for the faint of body. Right, right. <laughs> it's like that, that hurt, that good hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. But I recommend it. I highly recommend acupuncture and cupping. Mm-hmm. Me too. Good I stuff. highly do. I went, I started acupuncture for anxiety and I found it to help a lot. Yeah, so amazing. all you people out there thinking of woo-woo ways. The woo-woo. woo-woo. <laughs> I love the changing the name way. of the episode to the woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> Third way. There's a lot of ways you can woo take woo that way. Too. <laughs> All right. Um, before we jump into that, I want to read a review from a sweet listener. This one really, they, all of the reviews that you friends write um, really touch my heart. They're just incredible. They're very humbling. So thank you for that. This is Mrs. Moloin. Moline. Oh, how would you say that? Moline. So Mrs. Moline left a review on Apple Podcasts and said, I have been listening to this podcast for a year now. And when I first started listening, my son with Down syndrome was three months old. I binge listened to all of the episodes all day long while I worked to get caught up as a new mama who had a surprise diagnosis at birth. And also at the start of this pandemic, I cannot even put into words how grateful I am for these ladies and what they do. They Mm -hmm. helped me through what could have been a really scary, lonely time. It was still scary and lonely at times, but listening to them and their stories reminded me that I wasn't alone and that everything was going to be fine. I also found out about Gigi's Playhouse because of these ladies, and that has been a true blessing in our lives as well. I love you, ladies. You are my unicorns. Keep up the good work. Michelle, proud mama of Benson. Michelle, we love you. I know. I love you. I've never been anybody's unicorn. I know. (laughs) Let's make a t-shirt that says, I'm Michelle's unicorn. Yes. (laughs) You guys, we just need to get a screen print machine. Like that one of us, we just need to invest in it. This is getting ridiculous. All these ideas. Um, Michelle, that's the sweetest. And cheers to you, girl. You are my unicorn for for having a baby in a pandemic. Yep. Your entire baby's life has been during (laughs) a pandemic. God bless. And navigating all of that. Um, A new diagnosis. And Yeah, that community Sweet piece when you get, Benson. yeah, when you're a new mama, and I don't know if you're a fr- this is your first baby, but being a mom, that community piece is so huge. And when you're a mom to a child that you weren't expecting, that community piece is, I feel like it's even bigger mm-hmm. and that you didn't have that. And here you are 13 you months are. later or 15 months later slaying it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And thank, thank God for Gigi's Playhouse. Yes. Yes. What good work happening around this continent. 
It's Love so it. yes. true. It's so good. Did you guys know that Gigi's Playhouse has a podcast? Oh, we did. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Gigi. It's Gigi and, yeah. and Mama. Who we yeah. had on the podcast. We yes, had them we on. I like her a lot. She was spunky yeah. and fun. She's oh, she's real great. Spunky. Sorry, you guys. I'm not finding the, the name, but we'll have a link for you. Yeah, we um, do. of the what their podcast is called, so you can go listen to them and the episode that we had. We featured okay. Playhouse. Okay, so thank you so much, Michelle. Mama of Benson. And for everybody listening, uh, don't forget that you too can review the show on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And then maybe yours will be the one that we read out loud next week. We really love and appreciate these. So thank you so much for the support. Now on to everyone's wondering what is the third way? Well, let us tell tell you. (laughs) We know it. Um, or we're, we're going to explore it. There you go. Um, this this whole topic started with a Zoom conversation we had, um, where we I feel like this conversation comes up a lot among the three of us about what what is expected of someone who's parenting a child with Down syndrome in our culture, what is offered in terms of interventions. And that, that struggle, that balance of, um, do I go all in on therapies? What does it mean if I go all in on therapies? Mm-hmm. Is it, if I don't go all in on therapies, am I keeping my child from like reaching their full potential? If they, if I, if I do go in on all the therapies, am I trying to change my child when I'm really actually called to just accept and, mm-hmm. and love them and celebrate who they are and not need to change them. So let's discuss, you guys. Oh, mm. love it. <laughs> I love it all. I'm wondering where we, where we start. And I, I think, know. <laughs> I think like we will process through this and hopefully by the end of the conversation, we will all have clarity on what the third way is. Okay. And maybe we say Maybe you're not allowed to with the third way to be like, it's the best way. I think that's <laughs> counter intuitive of the third way. Um, I, I'll start with like bigger, like a 10,000 foot view. Okay. okay. So I have found in the last now almost 13 years of parenting Macy, she is 13, but she came home at three months, almost four months. What I have, one of the greatest lessons that Mason has taught me is the idea of a we call it a both and that, which is like that gray area. And, and that I've had my eyes peeled back layers peeled off my eyes, whatever that saying is to the, just what the culture has been forcing down our throats, (laughs) which sounds aggressive of the, there's a right way to be and a wrong way to be. And this idea of success and what we use to measure success and um, like the keeping up with the Joneses and the, like, you were made for more, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. And Macy enters my life and is, is mm-hmm. so counter all of that. And she's incredible. Right. And so it's finding that for me, it's been this real radical shift in how I view really success, like how I view humanity what it means to be a successful human 
and what you need to do in life to have worth and value. Mm -hmm. It's just radically shifted because of Macy and she doesn't fit in any of those molds. So instead of trying to like squeeze in, she's just like blowing them up, you know? Yeah. And, and it has been one of the greatest gifts of my life Mm -hmm. to have that opportunity to learn from her um, and to self-reflect even on all like all those unhealthy ideals that our society, I think, especially in a Western culture has been trying to force our way. And so then enter a child with Down syndrome. And initially it's that push and drive when it comes to therapies, right? Like you have to do all the things that your kid can be the best and all of this, because I, like I needed a time to detox almost from that toxic ideology of do more, be more, work harder. This is how you, this is what success means. Does that resonate with you guys at all? That's my, that's my big 10,000 foot idea. I like that. I think, um, I think that's beautiful. (laughs) You said something that sparked a thought because I feel like when you get the diagnosis or you adopt it, so you get a brand new baby with Down syndrome or even a toddler, um, I think your way of knowing how to advocate is signing, doing your research, signing up for all the things. So maybe it's not your heart or your mind doesn't go to, oh, I'm trying to make you fit into this world. It's like, I'm going to pursue the best for you. Kind of like when we all want our children to go in the best preschool, you know, it's a little bit, okay. We're going to tiptoe. It's a little (laughs) bit of a status thing of an upper hand thing of a, okay, you are going to, you know, we're going to get you the best. You're going to look so Mm -hmm. cute. Okay. You're not going to be like regular, like, you know, how it used to be down syndrome, you know, you're going to be cute. You're going to be, I'm aware of what to give you. I'm aware of all the therapies. I know what's going on. You know, there's a little bit still of, I feel like our, as moms or as dads of like, uh, again, projecting ourselves, like our care for you is still going to be epic. And this is how I'm going to show my care for you. This is how I'm going to help you thrive in this world. So I do think that it's not necessarily always what I've seen, I guess, or witness even in conversations that I have about, so what therapies are you in? Or what do you know about? You know, it's kind of like, you know how I always, I don't always see this, but I'm like, oh, as humans, we ruin everything, you know, even like (laughs) the littlest things of like, um, the competition, I don't, not competition, but a little bit of competition. Right. And we feel like we have pure hearts in it, but sometimes, you know, it's like, it's, um, it veers a little and it's not so much about our child. And it's almost like about what we know to get the best and to Mm -hmm. do the best and be the best for our child, (laughs) but to be the no, because I think that's a little control too, in a way of and a coping mechanism hmm. yeah. a little bit. Oh, my well, I was just going to have a true confession. Uh, this is, here's, here's the thing. I think a lot of the peace that I found when I, when Ace was first born and I was dealing with just the, 
you know, feeling like my world was turned upside down. Mm-hmm. I read a lot about Down syndrome, right? And I had this, oh, people now with Down syndrome get married. Mm-hmm. People now with Down syndrome go to college. And so I sort of had this new outlook and I kind of spouted it to all the people around me. Down syndrome's different now than it used to be mm-hmm. because people can do all these things. And I remember one day when Ace was big enough to go to Trader Joe's with me. And I think he was big enough to sit in the the cart. Um, and I there was a group of adults with disabilities who were shopping at mm-hmm. Trader Joe's. And there was two people who were on the same aisle as me. And one man had Down syndrome. And so I started to talk to them and say hi. And, and this man was nonverbal. And... Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that it wasn't like I had this negative reaction, really. I just had that experience, right? And I was telling a friend about it. And she's a pretty perceptive friend. And she goes, how did that make you feel to, like, mm. meet this man with Down syndrome who was nonverbal? Mm. And my response right away to her was, I, I was fine. Like, things are different now. Things, mm-hmm. I, Ace is in speech therapy. This man was nonverbal because oh. he didn't get the support he needed when he was little. Mm-hmm. And that was the way that I was viewing therapy in, in those early mm-hmm. days of like, we have this now. We give our children what they need and they thrive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as you were talking, Mercedes, that story came to my mind. And a, a few times I've thought about it and felt shame. Mm-hmm now that Ace is a child who's nonverbal and um, thought about like how much I put my, like I, like his parents didn't step up for him. Right. I'm stepping up for my son. Right. I'm going to give him what he needs and culture let our society and, and his family or whatever, let this guy down. Hmm. And, you know, I think that's kind of the lie that we do buy into when we're presented with interventions. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for sharing that, Micah. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah, that's, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. There, and, and um, what you were saying too, Mercedes, I, it, like with anything, I think the three of us can acknowledge here that we can talk about this idea of a third way because we're down the road in our journey, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're not in those first couple years. Mm -hmm. Those first three years are so intense. Um, And and there's lots of different reasons for us. It was so much, there was so much medical in those first few years, but there's also all those opportunities for therapy and interventions and all of that. And, and again, and I don't know how I'm coming across in this conversation, but I think I can speak for all of us that none of us think that all these therapies are bad and mm-hmm. the ways that society has changed is not bad. It's so, it's so good. It is. Um, it's just that, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, Micah, with, with ACE and that story with that man. It's like you get a kid with Down syndrome in the society that we're in um, where it is, there's so much highlighted about the people with Down syndrome who are sick, I'm doing air quotes successful, but Mm. that's there. We see them as successful because they're more like us, Mm. right? Like they can do things like people without down syndrome. And that's why we're saying now look at all this stuff. And then, and then if you have a kid who doesn't fit that mold, 
like I, for me, like I said earlier, it, it is that idea of, for me, it was like a detox of my ideas around what makes somebody worth, worth it, right? Mm -hmm. Like what makes somebody worth the spotlight Mm -hmm. or worth taking up as much freaking space in this world as they want and need to, or worth access and opportunities. And, and I can say, I couldn't say this in the beginning years, but I can say now my kids don't need to do one more freaking thing or be or act or accomplish one more thing in their little lives ever again to be worth taking up all the space and have all the opportunity and access. And I couldn't say that in the beginning because it was this like race or like, like you're talking about Mercedes, this like, you know, I'm doing it for my kid, but I'm also doing it for me because this reflects on me Mm -hmm. and how I'm showing up as a parent. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it's like, there's just, there's so much gray in there. There's so much, I don't know. Um, I want to jump in because you have two kiddos with Down syndrome, Heather, and I wouldn't change like going back to reassuring because I do think once you have a baby, like you want to take action steps and I wouldn't change for the world doing early interventions for sunflower. For sure. For sure. I, what I think my posture, if I ever did have a child again with Down syndrome would be um, less stressed out about it, less mm-hmm. Um, not priority in a bad way, but like less, we're not doing something right. Cause she's not meeting milestones or he's not me. I don't need any more boys. So that's why I said she, um, <laughs> um, she's not meeting milestones, you know, or like, um, you know, I'm not doing at home stuff, you know, like I feel like, um, along with saying yes to all those therapies and interventions is the expectation for change and improvement. And that's not guaranteed. I think that's also what we're getting at too. That's not always guaranteed in a timeline um, as we want it to come along. Like even feeding therapy, you could be crazy, crazy doing your job, going twice a week with your little kiddo and you see progress in four years, you know, like, I feel like I can say that now, like even with sunflower, when we did speech, I mean, she was in speech from one years old up until four or five years old. And at six is when her speech really came to life, you know? And, um, I just, I guess my encouragement is also of like in your wanting to show up for your child, doing the best you can, getting the resources that just as much as important as the resources is for your child is the family unit's um, health. And also like you as a mom or dad's health and how you're approaching it and the space and time you give your little one to just be little. Cause this is like a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So say you do, this is not just ending at five. You could continue a lifelong regimen of therapies if you wanted to, you know? So I don't know. And I think that's the approach that I'm taking. And that's how I see the third way now of like, I was sprinting in the beginning sprinting. Cause I feel like I'm, I guess I'm trying to express that you're grabbing for something. Cause you still are still coping with the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So you're, gra- you're grabbing control. You're 
putting action to like, also your not grief in a bad way, but kind of, you know, like, mm-hmm. right. Does that kind of make sense? And yeah. so I think just the constant checking in with yourself, checking mm-hmm. in with your kiddo, checking in with your other kids, checking in with your spouse, like, I don't know, yeah. to make therapies actually work. Yeah. Which is parenting. Which is right, parenting. like that's raising kids and having a family. Oh, yes. Um, and I like w- what you're saying, Marissa. I have with having two kids. What's so interesting, I I feel like in my dynamic, and we'll just use speech for example, right? Mason is 13, and she has had so much more speech therapy and interventions when it comes to oral motor and things like that than August ever had, partly because of of just my journey in understanding what I want for my kids in down syndrome. And also Augie was my third kid. So -hmm. there's just a whole leck of whole heck of a lot less time to do that with your third kid than your first kid. But when August from very, very young, people would be like, what are you doing for speech? What are you doing for speech? Oh my gosh. He's, he's got so much speech. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing nothing. Like he goes once a, once a week. And now it's just at the school. This is just who August is. Mm-hmm. And so that's just an interesting piece too, because, and then August is super introverted. So Mason's very social and, and great out in social settings. And August is, can be a little bit of a, he's great. I don't even know what I was going to say there. He's fine. He's just going to be a little more introverted and it's just, that's who he is. And so, and that's who Macy is. And it is that balance. Yeah. That constant checking in of why are we doing this? Is everybody okay? How's my sanity? How's my kid's sanity? How's my family's sanity? Because Mm -hmm. I don't know if more speech would have done what it would have done for Macy. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm no longer pursuing her. I'm no longer pursuing my children to become those children that I Mm -hmm. thought I needed them to be in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I just want them to be themselves. I want them to be the best version of themselves. And the best version of Macy her speech is not going to be what Augie's speech is at his best version of himself. Mm-hmm. And that is okay, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. good. And um, it doesn't determine, it doesn't make one of them better than the other. So it sounds like our definition of the third way then is walking this middle path between uh, intervention is in every aspect is vital and this other path of like, my kids don't need this. I do think we wrote it down with like how things evolve and some seasons are meant for more or less. We yeah. did write that down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's this open-handedness is yeah. what yeah. I think we're saying. Like it is, we believe in intervention. Mm-hmm. We believe in giving our kids opportunities. And just like Heather said, it's parenting. It's the same thing I'm doing with my older boys who, um, you know, oh, some parents will say to me like, oh, they're not in sports. Mm. Like, no, they're not in sports right now. Mm. They're like, you know, one son is like, hey, I think it'd be fun to do football in the fall. And great. Like, let's try that. But that another son is like, no, nope, not my thing. And they are OK. 
they're they're going they're pursuing what is they're excited about right now their and interests. there have been sports at other points in our lives yeah. and very full stressful saturdays of going to soccer games God, um, are you <laughs> grateful that your kids aren't in sports <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no comment um but but yeah there's like there's that walking the path understanding that there are seasons understanding that sometimes we need more and sometimes we need less yeah. and we can hold both things um just like you said, Heather, it's both and. Our kids with Down syndrome have Down syndrome, and we are still pushing them to be their very best selves, and we don't want that Down syndrome to be taken away. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. And who they are is enough. Right. Exactly. That both and. I just have one thing I want to say, and then I'm, I'm done. But I, I have this person in mind, and I don't know if it's like a listener, so I just want to say this one thing, and it all relates, friends. Um. There's a, there's a woman I know, a friend who has a, a son with Down syndrome, a child with Down syndrome. And I saw her one day during the pandemic and she was, she was a person who did all of the therapy, like showed up to everything. Her schedule was so packed with Down syndrome stuff. It was therapies, but also like every event, every social gathering, every opportunity for a gala or a walk or everything. And she said, it's been so nice to not have to show up to things. And I just want to say to that person who feels the need to do all that, you cannot show up to things now. Like you can right now say, I'm not going to go to the next event or the next fundraiser or the next whatever. And that is okay. Like mm -hmm. we here at the Lucky Few Podcast give you permission mm -hmm. to take some time. If you're, if you feel like, man, I just wish that I had, didn't have to show up, um, take a break. Take a summer off, take a fall off, take a winter off. You know, you don't have to show up to things. It is okay. Mm -hmm. They will all be there always. There will only ever be lots of opportunities. <laughs> yes. It's so. not a sprint. Exactly. Like <laughs> Mercedes right. said. Um, That's right. I do like that. That's actually kind of where I probably give myself a lot of leeway. <laughs> <laughs> that, that stuff. I do like my Saturdays and Sundays and yeah. all that jazz. But, uh, and if you do want to pursue and you're able to pursue a lot of therapies, that is really awesome too. It does feel like a, a tender, a tender topic that I do want to validate parents who, um, do that. And then I also want to validate if you can't keep up with that you know, then you yeah. don't have to. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And, and just to validate some more, <laughs> Ace does hippotherapy on Mondays and he does music therapy on Tuesdays yeah. and then he does therapy at school all week. So, uh, just because we're saying you don't have to, doesn't mean that yes. we're, we're not pursuing that. Yes. Of us yes. Different ways. I yes. should give my schedule. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good idea. So that you guys know we're coming. We're not. <laughs> um, okay. For sunflower. So she is taking the summer off except for Terry Brown's house, which I just found out she gets to do group, um, class with Augie. What, what? So <laughs> for the summer, Sunny will actually only be doing Terry Brown on Wednesdays for 45 minutes to an hour. But, um, during the school year, she is, um, scheduled to do OT and speech. Um, she's signed up for two times a week 
And I said, <laughs> cause I'm extra that we will try once a week and see if there's room in our schedule for her to do it twice a week, twice a week or twice a month. Twice so a week. twice a week. So she okay. could get OT gotcha. twice a week speech yes. twice a week, twice a week. Okay. Um, through school Yes. and in person. So, um, I just said once a week for now, and we yes. would still keep Terry Brown. So I kind of feel like that's, a, it's a lot. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually just signed Macy up a couple months ago for outside speech for the first time in years and years. So Macy's in speech again once a week for an hour. And then in the summer, yeah, no one's doing anything except Macy's doing speech. And then we do Mrs. Brown's house. Um, now we're going once a week. And during the school year, all our therapies are done through the school right now. Um, OT speech. That's it. Mm-hmm. OT and speech through the school. But Macy will continue to do speech through our insurance as well for a little while. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So fun. What about so you guys good. personally? What are you doing? Just the Peloton continue to be more mindful of my, my Peloton. Love it. Those cycle classes. Um, yeah, eating well, drinking water. That's always full forever and ever because I can't seem to attain them very well daily. (laughs) That's my goal. (laughs) I love it. I love it too. I'm Um, going to therapy twice a month. And I like I have to make time to read. Those mm -hmm. are things that I do for my self-care. Mm-hmm. Me too. I've been setting a timer for 20 minutes in the morning for read to read for 20 minutes so that I mm-hmm. have that, uh, make that space. And I've been going to bar class again now Yay. that it's opened back Yay. up. I love my bar class and taking naps whenever I need to. Good job. And, um, so that means this morning my tummy hurt. And after I took the kids to school and I was supposed to work, but um, I laid down and took a nap instead. I and love it was that. wonderful. Good job. So look at us. Let's look keep at walking us. that third way. Yes. You guys. Um, <laughs> this has been such a great conversation. We are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. And when we get back, it'll be time for our favorite part of the episode. Good news. All right, friends. I'm here to talk to you about Sheltered Co., It's a wonderful quality company that makes weighted blankets. It's the only crocheted weighted blanket on the market. It's sturdy pattern will last over time and it gets better and better with time. It comes in three sizes to choose from and new colors come out every month. This quality blanket was created by a mother who has an autistic daughter and she knows the importance of regulating your body and the need for better sleep. So if you are in the market for a quality weighted blanket, please check out Sheltered Co. It's crocheted by hand in Los Angeles with dead stock fabric that has no added filler. So you can head over there now, use the discount code LUCKYFEW15 for 15% off. And you guys, you won't regret it. This blanket, I have two of them myself. I love them for me personally and for all of my kiddos. 
It does get better with time, softer, and it's so gorgeous and will make any room in your home look so comfy and cozy and beautiful. Head over to shelteredco.com. Use the Lucky Few 15 for 15% off and grab yourself a blanket. You won't regret it. All right, we're back and it is time for some good news. Truly, take it away. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody, welcome to the good news. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good news. This is this is my good news. We we are recording this. I believe it or not. I know this is uh, it's late July right now. But as we're recording. I on the East Coast, am, we're still in school because the East Coast is crazy. <laughs> and uh, so Ace just had his field day uh, a couple of days ago. And he was, he woke up at like 5.30 in the morning. And I, you guys do know what field day is, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good, good. It's everywhere. Um and he woke up at 5.30 in the morning, and I went in, and I was like, buddy, it's too early to get up. And he's, like, playing and looking out the window. And I, I, he started giggling at me, and I was like, what are you doing awake? Are you, like, what's going on? And he started laughing. And I was like, are you excited for field day? And he smiled so big with all his teeth, and he gave me a big hug. And... It was so sweet because I love it. I was like, you know, not being able to talk to him about things and also not being able to know, like, sometimes he's not engaged, you know, where I can say it's field day tomorrow and he's like looking over um, at something else. So the fact that he was like so engaged in that moment and literally super pumped for field day uh, and he couldn't sleep. He had woken up early because he was so excited. I just so loved that moment and I love those like those chances to see a little bit of what he's been thinking about. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Beauty. Good news. Love it. This is from a month ago. <laughs> um, by the time everybody gets to hear it, but Sunflower, we did a birthday party for her. And I don't know if you guys have had this where Sunflower is super on it. Like she's so into being extroverted sometimes. And then other times it's just too much for her. And so then she goes inward. So birthday parties can be hit or miss. And I think I like felt like I was going to have like anxiety about the day. Like I was having anxiety about the day. Like I was setting up. I didn't really talk to her about it either. Cause I've learned that like tomorrow's your birthday. Like that whole, like pumping up is actually not her jam. (laughs) It stresses her out. So I didn't do that. We knew it was going to be her birthday. It was going to be a talent show theme. All of our little friends from our nature group were going to come and they were going to perform a talent. And I was just hoping that she would want to attend her birthday party, (laughs) you know, like that she wouldn't just be up in her own room playing, but that she would be a part of things. And you guys, she was, she was a part of things. Like she even went up and did a song, like she, her song, she was very poised and I could tell her nerves were getting to her, but she stood up there saying along to her little song and then got back down. And then slowly throughout the party, she wanted to be in charge of the mic and be kind of emceeing with Andy and 
she just mm-hmm. stayed the whole time and like kids were in her bubble while she was opening pa- opening presents and she wasn't bothered by them she was just kind of like excited to have her friends helping her open her present because usually she can be kind of control freak to where it's like no mine you know like this mm. is my gift it's my new gift you know like she but she was like those things weren't there like the things that I had normally seen her do weren't there and she was just genuinely loving her birthday party and it Yay. was really really fun and really great and I was just um, proud of her for that's great all that that's great that's the fun that's like showing like maturity and growth yes in those kinds yes. of settings that's really and sweet Merce I know and then when they blow they kind of make a liar out of you because I'm like Andy you know how she doesn't like this 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 and mm-hmm. then she was like breezing behind past it like I never had that issue oh my gosh <laughs> mom mom come on <laughs> that's so funny um that is good news I love that so I have I thought of some good news friends this is a funny one um Mason is a full-blown teenager and I just want to give a shout out to everyone raising teenagers, Down syndrome or not. God bless us. Um, bless us. <laughs> the other day, though, <laughs> she, I feel like this is exciting because there's still there's still so many delays with Macy, yet there's a lot about her emotionally and physically that it's just she's a 13-year-old, but she also still loves like Disney movies, you know, like she could sit and watch D- Disney princess movies all day or whatever, but she said to Josh the day he did something and totally appropriately she goes oh dad you are so annoying yeah. like oh my god yes. I love it yes girl it was the best that's my good news that oh, Mason is it. stepping <laughs> into her teen years you yes. are so annoying right <laughs> oh I say that again <laughs> that's what it. we got awesome <laughs> all right Well, this is a great, great conversation, my ladies. Love the good news today, too. And uh, we're just thankful for all you listeners out there for joining us. We, as always, would love to hear from you. So uh, leave us a voicemail or DM us on Instagram and share about your family or your good news about yourself if you are a person with Down syndrome or about your loved one with Down syndrome. And if you have a product or a business that wants to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome, then we would love to partner with you. You can email hello at theluckyfewpodcast.com for sponsorship opportunities. And we want to give a great big thank you to our editor, Josh Avis, to our producer, Val Schleter, to our sponsor, to all of you who shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends and who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like what you hear, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or if you're like me and you have an Android, <laughs> you can always listen on Google Podcasts or somewhere sure can. else. <laughs> and, but you can always leave us a review wherever you want to. And remember that you, our dear listener, supporting your loved one with Down syndrome or advocating for yourself, you are a shouter of worth and a narrative shifter. So you keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. We'll see you next time on the Lucky Few Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.